Hello there, listener, and welcome to what is this, the Irrational Passions Presents feed. We are doing a first thing here of one that we hope to do a lot of. We're here to do a spoken review of a video game. I'm here with one Quinn Hoffman. Quinn, how are you? Uh, I'm good, George. Boy, howdy. This Metro Exodus. Ooh. Yeah, Metro Exodus is the video game that we will be speaking on today. Um, so how this is going to work, folks, um, if you're a visitor of IrrationalPassions.com, which I assume you are if you are listening to this right now, uh, you know, we like to do written reviews, video reviews, um, but sometimes, you know, uh, one, th- one game or, or one uh, editor's perspective or thoughts are maybe complicated or maybe don't fit a certain format. We choose whatever format works best, and podcasts and au- the audio forum, the audio medium is a very popular one here at rationalpassions.com. Have you heard of the Rational mm-hmm. Passions podcast? It's been going on for a long, long time. Um, very long. <laughs> yes. Uh, and obviously, we wanna, we're want we going to be putting more stuff in this feed here. So it makes sense to do these sorts of audio reviews. So what we're mm-hmm. going to do here is that you know I'll sort of uh, guide Quentin, uh, give him talking points so that he can tell us his thoughts on the game. Uh, and then at the end, we will, you know, he'll sum up his thoughts and we will put a review score on this bad boy here. Um, so yeah, we're talking about Metro Exodus. It's been a hot minute since the last Metro game. I, I want to say 2013 or 2014 was 2013 last yeah, year. Was, was that still published by THQ or did that get a deep silver? That had to I be believe deep that's silver. uh deep silver. Let me Google it w- real quick. Yeah, that sounds right because I know there there's like one game that was like it's pretty much done. It's so, it's whoever buys this will just be able to publish it. <clears throat> I thought uh, that published was. by Deep Silver. Yeah, so that was like the one like it's already done. Uh, I remember buying a Saints Row the Third collector's <laughs> thing that had a pamphlet for Metro by THQ. Um, That's funny. But yeah, that was a different console generation. Uh, yeah. We're here. Uh, it was quite, six years ago. Six years ago is quite a bit, a long time. And you know, for a the developer here has. You know, they they remastered that game and the one before it for PS4. 33, yeah. Yeah, PS4, uh, Xbox One, and PC even. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here we are with Metro Exodus. And I'm not a big fam- I'm not really familiar with this series. Um, but, Quinn, you certainly are. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about uh, your thoughts on the series and what your thoughts were going into this? Yeah. So the Metro series, for those who don't know, is adapted from a russian novel um and it's one of the like the few things like video games sure we had like movie shoe-in like movie tie-in games but we didn't really have like novel tie-ins and so this is like one of the first like actual tie-ins that wasn't a movie that wasn't something already out there it was a russian novel that wasn't like published in the United States mainly. It was mainly just some parts of Europe and that's it. I guess the now, Witcher is maybe an analog like that. Mm-hmm. It is. Um I think I don't know when the Witcher came out, but it's 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 strange because we don't see that very often. Um in games, rather. It's mainly like I said, movies or other properties. For example, Mar- Marvel Spider Man is a key example. Um but no, my history with Metro is weird. I So back when I was a young lad, um, I started playing Metro 2033. And I was like, this game's really cool. But this game also is like super difficult because the stealth is half-baked. It's not 
good, so to speak. The shooting doesn't feel good. Um, and I couldn't finish it. And I, the same thing kind of happened to me in Last Light, where I started playing it because I'm interested in this world. I think it's super fascinating. But I just never beat these damn games. But Metro Exodus gets revealed in 2016. I'm like, okay, I will finally give this goddamn series a try. Then, right. then lo and behold, three years later, it comes out, and I actually beat a Metro game. Um, Congratulations, Quinn. Thanks, George. Uh, oh. Yeah, and you're not the only one on staff who's like that. You know, our own Scott mm-hmm. White, who that his piece may or may not be out by this point, but he's sort of writing about his experience going into this uh, game, having some expectations that maybe we're not we're not really based on anything, just from expectations from that first trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, obvi- so. You saw that like, you had some trouble with some of the older games, and you're able to see this one through. So yeah. I would imagine that you had a good time with it. Yeah, I I actually really enjoyed my time with Metro Exodus. It's a very it's it feels like a game that comes from a time that's long gone. It feels like a game that should have been released on the 360 generation because it most modern F like first person shooters are doing weird things like wall running and character abilities right and like weird futuristic shit and metro is just like it it feels like a game from a bygone era mm-hmm. that's it that gives it a very special charm for me because um i think that like that old it's like you know when you find an old mem- like photo or something and it gives you that memory of that time that's what Metro Exodus is giving for me. It's a, rem- a reminder of those old games. Um, mm-hmm. and, it's- and I think you, to your point, I think in, uh, when I read Scott's piece, he sort of mentioned that in that it doesn't have like sort of the, uh, a lot of the RPGification of the AAA video games. Mm-hmm. Like it has a lot of systems. Yep. Um, but do you agree with that? That that's also sort yep. of the thing that makes it feel like, oh, this is like different. But now that it's being done now, we're like, Maybe a lot of games have a lot of frills to them, and this one's yeah. a little bit more lean. It, it stands out. Yeah, and that's very that's very valid. His Metro Exodus doesn't have those vast skill trees, it, or like, or branching um, paths where you can upgrade your character specifically. It's hey, we're just gonna drop you in this world. You can explore. You can find things for your gun, and find. Um, Abil- like not abilities, but um, attachments for your Spartan suit, which is like just your normal suit. And it's just, that's it. There's no special like perk or anything. It's just that. And that's par- personally, like, I love that. It's it's so simple. Like, ga- games need to be simple, man. Don't get me I feel like these- the Wolfenstein series also does that well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, kind of, uh, sort of, I would say. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Um, kind of, sort of, I would agree. And that's like, you see, like, I would say, f- like, the Far Cry series is a great example of that. It's like, Far Cry 2 doesn't have much of those, right. like... Like, old those... Far Cry, not new Far Cry. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you literally jump from Far Cry 2 to Far Cry 3, and it's a completely different yes. game. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, And that's, like, I think that is a moment in time when that clicked for the industry of like this is breaking through the mainstream this is what people want in games mm-hmm. um so it is so so it is definitely it, it has a sort of uh 
a more simpler mindset of approaching mm-hmm. the shooter. Um, but, you know, we, a big thing I hear a lot of folks talk about with the Metro series, and you lightly touched on it, is that it's really about the, the sense of place and yeah. the environment. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know that's a thing you really, really like about this game. Yeah. So I... Okay, so peek behind the curtain here. I love immersive sims. Immersive sims mainly pride themselves on great environments, which like are matter of like how deep the lore is or how the art direction. Like Prey is a good example. Prey... 2018 2017 20 yeah 2017 no 2018 was prey fuck really yeah Damn. dude um god oh wait right? no moot no moon crash came out you're in right you're right you're totally right you're totally right that's my bad um, but that's a great example of like that's a world which has a great atmosphere that i really really can just spend hundreds of hours in um and 4A Games have made something very special in Exodus. Not only have they made three completely distinct biomes, which I love, um, except for the second biome, which is the desert, which I have mixed feelings on deserts and games. Um, but the first one they drop you in, I think it's called the Volga, and it's this like mar- it's this snowy marsh, and it's it's super bleak. If you literally put a black and white filter on um, your camera or your perspective rather and play the entire thing i would not notice it is there's not a lot of colors it's a lot of gray brown um and black and i really really love that it's very very atmospheric and it gives you that sense um and then you go to like the desert it's the caspian sea i'm pretty sure it is and it's this fucking bright like george i don't know if you've ever been to a desert but i have not okay so it's like yellow everywhere yes it's very I imagine bright it's like it's like when you're it, something's covered in snow but it's bright mm-hmm. yellow or orange instead yeah um and i personally do not like deserts in games besides desert golfing because that's a special game in my heart um and like i didn't like that as much but the moment i was in a closed area in that biome i was like in i was in my um my realm of like comfort because those are like those are the atmospheres which really stand out in certain places then you have this final one which is like a forest and Mm -hmm. i really like i really dug it because it's green it's like the first time you actually see green in this game it's green it's blue it like it ekes like old world civilization like when i say old world i mean like back when things weren't as modern um like people were still like hunter gap like not hunter gatherers but like the shift towards agrarian culture is what that world feels Mm. like um and it's really fun because there's some good factions in there which are like kind of weird but kind of like kind of cool kind of bad um and no each of those environments feel so distinct Mm -hmm. um and that's part of the charm of it is I literally, man, fuck, I spent, I probably spent like 15 hours in that first like biome just exploring because I was like, cool, I can see something with my binoculars, go over there. And I know it's like a rehashed um, thing to say in games, but it's fun seeing like, oh, cool, there's like this 
warehouse over there. I'm gonna go see what's like what's what's going on over there. Or I go to the desert and I say, "Oh shit, there's this like there's this um this ship that's like split in half. I want to go see what's going on with that." Then you go to the the forest and it's like you see this like church in the background and you're like you want to go towards that. It's the metro series has always prided itself on like straying away from the beaten path and last light Mm -hmm. and um 2033 they were more linear i would only say like call them like tomb raider so like you're still on rails but you have have the ability to yeah you have the ability to move around and find cool things and in exodus this is the first like time you're able to fully explore these areas to their potential but it's not open world though just like bigger space no so the first kind of sort of george kind of sort of so the first three the the big three biomes i want to call them hubs more or less are open world they're fully open world um and that's kind of the fun but some of them um you'll find places where it's you it's story bit like they're story based so you have to wait to fully explore those areas and i kind of don't like that but it's a video game so that's how it is um but no, those three main hubs are, in fact, open world. But I think there's, let me count, one, there's a couple areas in between that aren't, that that fall back into the right. original. But they're open world, and they're, like, they're not connected together apart no. from, like, okay, gotcha. There's, gotcha. It's split into, like, quote-unquote seasons. Right, gotcha. Gotcha. So they're a little bit more open space. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, so we talked about sort of um, you know, what the the sort of feeling of being in Metro Exodus and sort of like how it plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but a thing you mentioned also in in these notes I'm looking at here, uh is that it feels like an old game with yes. new tricks. Uh yes. and, and you sort of touched on that, but it, it's not necessarily a derogatory ter- like you're not mention- meaning it as a bad thing. No, I um, in fact love that. So yeah, can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so like Metro Exodus feels like an like an old game, and I say that with all like lots of love. I love, I've really enjoyed my time with Metro Exodus, um, and it feels like an old game because it's slow, it's brooding, um, it's not in your face. The action's not like like constantly happening. It's you have to go. You like you walk somewhere. It's got certain areas it has slow pacing and some areas it has like it has your in it has action which is in your face it blends it quite well and it gives me excuse me vibes of like the first like when modern warfare uh the first one came out and like how that was the the felt both slow and quick at times that's what metro is doing it's it's blending that um kind of pattern of like slow 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 quick quick slow etc etc um and that's and you go to modern like video games modern fps's and they're all like they're all in your face it's all like fucking explosions everywhere all that kind of shit um and i think it you just slow that down and it makes you appreciate those environments more because you're not rushing through them that's interesting because yeah. I think, like I, I mentioned, Wolfenstein, which Wolfenstein's a game that's that it, it's linear, it's very linear, mm-hmm. and it's a um, it's a different shooter, uh, yeah. but it's very much like big set piece, big set piece, big set piece, and like the cutscenes really sort of slow things down. But when you're playing in game, it's pretty much going 100 miles per hour. Yeah, 
That's right. Unless you're doing the stealth, which kind of sucks. But uh, right, right. And Wolfenstein are in this. Oh, uh, Wolfenstein. Yes, uh, I stealth agree. and Metro is good. Okay. Um. So you know, the thing we haven't talked about a lot is the story, apart from the setting. Uh, Quinn, uh, can you tell yeah. me a little bit about? You know, what if this story and these characters and this game work? Uh, I know, like, like, the protagonist itself, like, th- th- does that work for you? Um, tell me a little bit about the, the characters and the story that propels you in this game. So the, the premise of Metro Exodus is everything you've been told is a lie. There is a world outside of Moscow. There is... Um, so you find out that the Russian government has been lying to you that they're like, and so basically you and your gaggle of friends embark on a, get on a train and leave Moscow. That's the story. Um, I will say don't like the story because it's like, it's personally, it didn't like hit me. It like, it was just, eh, I mainly play Metro or I played Metro for like the environments and like fully exploring those and getting that atmosphere and that vibe. Um, but the one thing that like kind of threw me for a loop in with Exodus is Artyom, who you play as, is a silent character, silent protagonist rather. Um, wasn't expecting that. Um, because during the loading screens, Artyom will be fully voiced like as he's writing through his journal telling you like reminding you or giving his point of view on the task at hand like what you're doing in this area what your current objective is then you go to like the cutscenes in the game not really cutscenes but they're player interaction where the characters are talking to you but you don't say anything and they act as if you are saying things which hmm. feels very strange, honestly. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. But the like I said, the story for Metro didn't grab me. Um, and I know that some people play it for the story, whatever, but it just didn't. Like, mm. like I said, I play these games for the environment and the atmosphere and like the slow, right, contemplative nature of the gameplay. Interesting. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I feel like uh, at one point, and I remember when Last Light was coming out, they really pushed the the sort of hardcore survival nature mm-hmm. of the game if you want it. Um, uh, do you feel that this game is very is much more uh, towards the survival, maybe a little bit even punishing side of things, or is there a happy middle here? Um, I would say happy middle. Okay. Um, you can crank the difficulty up to like I think it's called Spartan or something stupid, mm-hmm. um, and it's like that is like the this is gonna be hard. This will push your like push your shit in. Um, I didn't play on that because I hey if I can play on like easy difficulty or normal hell yeah um, mm. because I don't mm. like I'm normal George. I don't need to play this shit on. <laughs> hey, extra that's hard, fair man. enough. I spent most of my uh, childhood playing video games on easy mode, so. Hell yeah, uh, baby ass fine. baby mode. Give it yes. to me in every fucking game. Yes. Cuphead, let's go. Yeah. Um, um 
So, uh, speaking of things that maybe don't work as well for you, uh, you have some thoughts on the vehicle use in this game, which must yeah. be, I assume, is a new thing to the series because yes. I don't know how much vehicles there would be in the tunnels. It, um, in, in the metro of uh, Moscow. But um, yeah. I want to touch back to the the survival stuff real quick. Sure, 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 sure. Um, it's, there's a, like, there's a, a crafting system. It's not super dense it's like you have two materials it's like gears and science like science beaker that's it those are the two materials um you use those to like clean your gun you use those to repair your mask um and it's it's really simple but you really do start like thinking about things more of like oh shit if i like i need to stop using my guns more because it gets them dirty or they're already going to be they have dirt in it's like the best parts of far cry 2 like the weapon jamming come out here um i know like i need to stop making that far cry um connection but it feels like the mix of 4a games took some of the like the fun mechanics of games like um far cry 2 and mixed it with the metro style so to speak of like you need to like think about your actions more instead of just going through and shooting. Um, mm. and I think that's where the game stands out is when you're crafting bullets and you're like, Oh, I need to get more bullets. And it was like, Oh shit, I don't have enough materials to make any bullets. So then you have to wander the world. Um, kind of like it's that cycle of being, knowing what you have and, and being smart about it versus just running through an area like guns blazing, like freely using any ammo. You have to really contemplate of like about your, you have to be really contemplative about your actions. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, going back to the sort of vehicles, uh, <laughs> they are new to this game. Yes. Um, and, and that maybe doesn't, when you when I hear vehicles and you just tell me about the slower pace of this game, um, that maybe doesn't jive. It doesn't necessarily doesn't have to jive, but that doesn't immediately stick out with me as something that could work in tandem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, tell me about those vehicles. These vehicles suck. <laughs> um, to be blunt about it, so in that first area, the Volga, I'm pretty sure it's called. Um, you get you have to use this boat. This fucking rinky dink God of War kayak kind of thing. Mm. Um, and it's not, doesn't control well. Um, I love like roaming in my boat. Yeah, sure, that was fine. But the moment that you have to use this goddamn boat to progress the story, like that got a bit annoying for me. Mm. Um, and that happens a lot with the vehicles here, is you have to use them to progress the story. So, for example, I explored the entire Volga stage, and I was like, "Why can I not go past go past this one gate?" I like the story was up until then. So then I go back to this goddamn boat, and I, you know, I was like, "I said, screw it, I'll just use this boat and see if it'll work." And it worked. The game doesn't really usher you or tell you, "Hey, this this vehicle is important." Um, then in the desert level, there's this van. Cool. But it only really is helpful because that that biome, that space is so expansive, and it just it reduces the time you're in that like 
running around because they literally made like I don't know, like fucking just this giant desert space. Um, then you go back to using the boat in the in the final stage, which sucks. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> That's interesting. Yeah. Um. Huh. Sort of reminds me of maybe. Uh. So like, if I'm understanding about you talk about that desert area, so it, does it feel like the vehicle is there to make up for the fact that maybe there's not that much. Like, from where you're headed to, and where you are now and where you need to be, there's a lot of empty space, so it's just kind of there yeah. to fix that issue instead of having you walk all the way. Yeah, gotcha. and I think, like, personally, it's really smart because deserts suck. They're, like, I feel like Assassin's Creed Origins and Metro Exodus have done deserts really well in the fact that I hate them because of how well they're done, of where there's just, there's giant swaths of nothing. And Mm -hmm. that's a desert. And as much as I hate that as someone who loves, hey, I want to stop at every little like pit stop that I can on this journey. um, It was really frustrating. It was like, oh, cool. I go from this like small Volga stage where there's like there's so much to do. Then I go to this desert and it's like, oh, cool. Um, But no, the the boat particularly is. <clears throat> annoying in the final the final biome because you have to stealth using a boat and because it doesn't control well hmm. um i would quick save quick load all the time for like maybe this a good chunk of the game because it's dark you can't put on any lights and since you don't have any of your normal gear you don't have your night vision goggles so that means you have to like eyeball where this um bot like this hitbox is for this for this bridge that you're going under or whatever. And it's like, it's really frustrating because you'd have to get in the right, because there's only like one clear path instead of the other branches that you're offered earlier in the game. Gotcha. Well, uh, before Quinn puts any more hot takes about deserts out there, uh, yeah. we should maybe wrap things up here. Yeah. Um, so we've talked a lot about the game, <laughs> uh, you know, how it sort of feels like a throwback in the best way, but also... Yeah. It's sort of building on what the series has done. Uh, and I hear we didn't even talk about how good it looks. We kind of did, but I, I hear it looks very good. It is very, um, it, it is a very pretty game. I know yes. you, George, personally have said this game looks like trash, I believe, or something along those lines. No, I think it did. It's just in, from the outset. Uh, just from the first pitch, it isn't, it, it's never really spoken to me. Okay. Uh, like the world speaks to you. For me, the, it just doesn't do much for me. Yeah. Um, I think the the I enjoy what does interest me is the fact that it is going for a different style of first person mm-hmm. shooter. It is not an open world first person shooter with a bunch of systems. It's a little bit pared down, and I am interested. Uh, I would be interested to play it because of that to see how they pull that off. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like just like the just from just looking at it, uh, it's a very surface, very surface, very judgmental look. So I, I may yeah. have may have said it, it is extremely not my thing. Um. But yeah, uh, we, I think the way hearing you and Scott talk about it and the way it approaches its design mm-hmm. uh, make it sound interesting. Yeah, it's a very so, well, like, well-designed like well game. And mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to lie, the game is very good. It also has a photo mode, which I'm a sucker fan, for. Yeah, big fan, Quinn Hoffman, a photo mode. It's um, but it's kind of like, eh. I wish, like, 
for me in photo modes, this is just a side note. This doesn't. This is not going to affect the score or whatever. I love being able to see the character in that world. I love being able to photograph the character mm. in that world. You can't do that in Metro Exodus. Um, gotcha. And that's one of my things with the Division Two's photo mode is that you can't really take a photo of like your your character in action. It's just them standing still, so you have to make them do an emote or some dumb shit, um, which is whatever. Right. Gotcha. Well, I guess we should also mention that you did play this game on a PlayStation 4 Pro mm-hmm. uh, and not a PC, which I know the last light looked fantastic in 2013 on a PC. Yeah. Uh, so 4A is known for making really pretty things. Their engine is uh, very good, I would say. Right. That. And while the PR did send us uh, code for this game, uh, it was sort of a it was a strange situation. So Quinn yeah. bought his own copy of the game and he's reviewing this. Uh, and Scott used that press copy for his piece that he's going to write about, uh, that I think compliments Quinn's review very well. So, mm-hmm. uh, if that is out, this may be out before that, yeah. uh, hopefully not. Cause we're trying to get this out before we get too busy as we head out to Boston. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, Quinn, give me your final thoughts on Metro Exodus four A's Metro Exodus and a score, please. Yeah. So Metro Exodus feels like a game that should have been released maybe I don't know, five years, like four or five years ago. Um, it in fe- design. In design, yeah, design-wise. Um, the game stands out from its modern counterparts in the FPS genre, the first-person shooter genre, rather, um, by having that, uh, like, that old feel to it. And I love, like, that old feel gives me, like, lots of charm. I love that feel to it. Um and just like this feels like a game which 4A just like dug their boots in the ground and just said, "Hey, like we're keeping with what made this franchise popular," um, and that fully exceeds. The environments are so well crafted and they're fun to explore. It's <clears throat> it's it's a game which rewards you for going around the next corner and like finding all the nooks and crannies. Um, while the story is just personally whatever. Um, and the and the vehicle use is somewhat questionable. Um, I really do think Metro Exodus is a game that stands out above um, the modern counterparts, and honestly, it probably will be a game of the year contender. Hmm. And a score, Quinn. Um, I would rate this game at an eight point oh. 8.0 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Of course, at IP, we do a 20-point scale. Uh, 8.0. There you go, folks. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Quinn, uh, for taking the time to and giving us your thoughts on thank you, George. Metro Exodus. It's, uh, it's not the game that I would think I'd be the person here for hearing about it, but, you know, I think uh, you, you and Scott have really uh, painted it in an interesting light for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was the first uh, review discussion uh here at irrational passions on the ip presents feed we hope to do this a little bit more often yeah um and uh you know what i don't I, at this point the this feed will ha- eventually we have we have plans for this feed and the yes. kind of content we want to see on it but that will be to come yeah. so until then uh for quinn hoffman for myself and for irrational passions uh thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time here in the irrational passions presents feed <laughs>